0: Like a radio frequency. My headphones. (laughs) Is the TV downstairs? Oh, you caught me. I'm a robot. Oh no. How do you experience? Is it the McDonald's drive thru Is that your (laughs) hand? I'll take a number two. My bad.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. We are streaming live on YouTube right now for everybody to see all the nuts and bolts, all the guts and glory that is recording (laughs) an episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. And here with me tonight are Curtis and Swan. Welcome, guys. What's up? (laughs) Hey, Perry. It's also Swan's birthday.
0: Yeah, I'm getting Happy older. Birthday. Even better.
1: Happy birthday. So it's so funny that last time Where's we Where's the record-
2: fireball? <laughs> <laughs> on the table. Yeah. yeah on the table. <laughs> the last time
1: we recorded, uh, it was Curtis's birthday. Yep. And the very next week, Swan's birthday. And the very we- next week after that?
2: My birthday not until not, August.
1: Not Perry's birthday. Not my birthday. Yeah. We're going
0: to need to move that. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: anyway, we just can't record until August. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'll do.
1: Well, we're starting off the show as we normally do with Flying Blind. Where I blind the guests with something that they don't know about, and this was sent to me actually.
3: Mm, Okay. This was
1: a sample that was sent to me by one of our viewers, one of our friends, Joseph Brazo.
2: All right, Joseph. So. I'm about it.
1: Yeah. I'm liking the
2: nose is really good.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of the nose. Mm little funky a little, little bit dusty. yeah. yeah. Uh, but not too much so I'd say that some is that the... foreshadowing maybe okay I don't know what the face that I just made was
2: <laughs> yeah I'm get I get a little bit of the funk but it's also s- light caramel like those nice sweet notes yeah
0: mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of ethanol on it which I like yeah that's what I was thinking as well
1: I just I don't have a problem with this nose by any means. Mm-mm. I think that it's
0: it's
2: real nice. very mellow.
1: yeah
0: That is good. that's complex
3: mm.
2: That is very oh complex. okay Wow
1: hey <laughs> That's
2: good. <laughs> Thank you, Joe.
1: <laughs> Joseph is the man.
2: <laughs> yes. Cheers to you, my friend. Dang, that's a
3: mm. Mm. Does, I was not it, it,
2: expecting the uh spice on that. I
1: wasn't expecting the spice. No. I wasn't expecting that uh kind of earthy note that's in there too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a um kind of a leafy greeniness mm. to it that I'm picking up. And not that it's like a youngness. To kind of it. like that
0: piney green. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's definitely there. But it, again, it doesn't. It's not like it's young or anything. It just—it's no. just a very specific note that's sticking out to me. There's some citrusyness there as well, a little bit, like kind of orange peely. I can get behind that. But it's not. I mean, it's not overpowering. It's just no, no. It's just present. It's just there. I'm a fan. I, yeah, I don't I know mean, what else
2: to say. This is a delicious pour. And I can't wait to know what it is, even though I'll never be able to have it again. I'm sure, <laughs> based off of what I've been told.
1: Man, and I have no idea what it is. I'll tell you though, the finish I think is really maybe my favorite part, because once that finish hits and it really starts going into like this roller coaster mm-hmm. of the flavors, mm-hmm. where I like on that second sip, I'm starting to pick up like <clears throat> like chocolate and a little bit of like almond butter on there too. I I just I can't get over how good this pour is. Yeah.
2: A little bit of a hazelnut.
1: Yes, that's what's in there, too. Yeah. Thank you. I, I was so close Searching to Searching for it, yeah. I was really trying yeah. to find it, yeah. So I guess it's time to let you guys know what this is. Yeah. You know, what, what am
0: I drinking here, Perry?
1: Swan, I saved this especially for you tonight. This is a 1997 Elijah Craig 12 year. Whoa. All right. <laughs> What it's good. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Big red 12. So for anybody who doesn't know, Swan is a huge Elijah Craig fan, as I am as well. Um, but I don't think that I would have really gotten into it if it hadn't been for you giving me that bottle of Elijah Craig barrel-proof that you didn't like yeah. at the time. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's now you kick
1: yourself for it <laughs> a
0: little bit. It's all right. Shared it. We're all we're all better for it. Uh No, it, it's good. I think I like this better than your rear-age stated. There's a definite I do difference. I too. Yeah, I do it, this too, is yeah. a little bit more mellow and like not as heat-forward. Uh-huh. This is like, mm-hmm. instead of heat, you get the spice.
1: Yeah. Which I much prefer. I totally agree with you. Well, I'm also going to make up for that bottle that you gave me, too, by, later on, giving a fresh crack of an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B517.
0: All right. I haven't had that one in a long time.
1: Yeah, I uh, I came across this fairly recently. And wanted to save it, of course, for something special. So,
2: your so here we are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, that was Flying Blind. This, this is the best Flying Blind we have ever had. I think, and it keeps, it, really getting, is it keeps
1: getting better and better every time, too, I think. Yeah. Because we started out with the really <laughs> crappy, awful stuff. Like that Hayes Parker we had at that one point. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what else do we... I can't even remember. Oh, um... It's like Breckenridge or something.
0: Yeah, I mean. Oh no, none no of not It was Black it Ridge, was very wasn't it?
1: No, Black Ridge is good. That's the small match. Yeah, yeah. We've had some that were we've had some really fantastic. terrible ones. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the point we're trying to make here. Anyway. Well, that was Flying blind. So I gotta ask you
0: guys now, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, I bought a bottle of Russell's Reserve picked by uh our store and i've been having that it's pretty good it's not my favorite pick that we've ever had i think it was kind of um one of those deals where you know you got a couple of barrels that maybe weren't your favorite and you're picking your favorite out of the bunch but there's better options out there especially after having like your king of kentucky one that you had the Mm -hmm. True king of kentucky one that one's phenomenal uh but it's you know it's it's solid it's hard to go wrong with some of those picks
2: I've been having, haven't been sipping on the old Rare Breed, man.
3: You just it's can't just go a wrong staple.
2: With it. It's really good. Yeah. Good price point, in my opinion.
1: I had it the other day as well. And that's kind of something that I've been drinking recently, too. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that I've been drinking the 112 proof instead of the 116. Yeah. Because I found some uh, 375s of it. Oh, okay. And so I've been really enjoying that. But then I also had the other day, for the first time, in I don't know how long, Four rows of Small Batch.
0: That'd be good for the preparation for that new release they're doing. Yeah. Which we will
1: definitely wind up doing, whether it's on a live stream or for an episode or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Man, that's a good bottle.
0: Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with that. I mean, you kind of overlook it, but it's, it's good. And I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to go wrong with it for the
1: price and the proof. And really just the fact that you're kind of getting, you know, so many different aspects of what makes Four Roses special, mm-hmm. too. And, you know, the single barrels are always fantastic, but I think that if you're really trying to understand what Four Roses is about, you go for that small match, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because that's one of their more well-crafted, or specifically crafted
2: products, Yeah, and so. it's going to be consistent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Here we back. go again, back into our past hey, people, two episodes. Hey, people
1: have been loving the Small Batch and Single Barrel episodes. Which is great,
2: because yeah, that's, good. that's such a good conversation to have.
1: Yeah, so thank you everybody who's been yeah. listening to those and downloading. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're happy to have you all along. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Any way that we can bring new listeners in, it's a good new bourbon drinkers, them. man. Absolutely, new yeah. bourbon drinkers. Mm-hmm. Better bourbon drinkers. So... Tonight's going to be a little bit of a different conversation than what we've had before. When we were prepping for this week, we're going, what's the topic going to be for this episode? And I was thinking, well, we've done celebratory pours. We've done special pours. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, it's Swan's birthday. How much has changed for us as bourbon drinkers over the past year? So I figured we'd t- kind of take a step back, and maybe not just a year back,
0: <laughs> but even
1: a little yeah, bit further reflective. than that, and <laughs> really, re- and really reflect on what made us the bourbon drinkers that we are today. Let me tell you, it's not what you think it is, oh. or maybe it is.
0: <sighs> yeah, you can probably know.
1: believe. <laughs> so I'm going to suggest that's our next pour. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to... Look, man, we'll just rip the Band-Aid off. We'll get right to Literally. it. Literally. Won't have to worry about it anymore. So we're all three having different things at this point. Curtis is drinking Maker's makers Mark. Swan is drinking Fireball. I'm drinking American Honey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the fact Perry is drinking American Honey cracks me up. Isn't out. that
1: funny? Uh, honey? Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. This for all... These were the three that... We kind of cut our teeth.
1: <laughs> Swan, Swan just smelled fireball for the fireball first time in a, Glen in a Karen. Beautiful. Are we all going? I don't want to go Karen with the honey. It might stick to the inside of the glass if I have, if I want to reuse oh, it. Oh,
0: it's okay. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to get I'm some not, notes
1: here. I'm not going Karen. I'm sorry. I'm going with the. This is the weirdest thing. I don't know when the last time I had American honey straight was. <laughs> <laughs> Swan's really struggling with this one. Uh, I think Curtis got the best pour out of the bunch, I think though, I, honestly. Yeah. He did,
0: yeah. Hey,
1: this is a, I love the nose on this. It's so sweet. Yeah, you're, I mean, it just not smells not like honey, I'm sure. It smells like a cocktail more than it does anything yeah. else. Like, it doesn't have bourbon notes the to t- it. It yeah, has exactly. sweet cocktail honey notes to the it. The tough part on that, too, is it's so thick. It's just a syrup. Oh, it's extremely viscous. <laughs> I mean, you can see... How thick it is. Like you it actually looks like honey yeah.
0: as you kinda hold it up and look at it in the glass. <sighs> Mine's got notes of poor decision
2: making and <laughs> cinnamon. Guys, I don't know what the problem is. Mine smells like bourbons. <laughs> Sh- smells pretty good. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody sick? We could try glasses.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it, man.
2: So are we doing this like we did in college? Like are we shooting it? No, I'm just joking. No. I, I'm just
1: joking. This is not my drunk podcast.
2: <sighs> well, I only poured half the
0: airplane bottle. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I did about the
1: same. Curtis went full Pouring on the, the whole though. thing, but I'm not going to drink it all. Nah, it's all fine. <laughs> it's all good. All right, boys. Cheers. Cheers, <laughs> I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: <coughs> oh. Nope. Mine's not
2: too bad.
1: How did I? Why you know. is this what I drank? Neat. Why?
0: Oh man!
2: You drank that neat?
1: <laughs> yes. I would drink oh a my Mer-
2: gosh American honey or Jim Beam honey, neat. Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even have a comment for it. You
1: shouldn't, because I've had plenty internal comments yeah. <laughs> over the years about it.
2: I had you know the sleep. maker's are good for the first.
1: Yeah, it's not really a bad cut in your teeth no. bourbon by yeah, any no, means. no, not at all. Yeah,
2: like it's not ideal, but like for your first bourbon. Pretty solid, sweet. On the on the front of the palette it's it's uh you know, you get your bourbon and stuff and then then it goes off on a weird kinda
0: note. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Do you want to trade? No. <laughs> Do you
1: want to trade? Yes. No,
2: <laughs> Anybody want makers?
1: Cleanser palette with some makers, I well, guess.
0: Yeah. Oh that was a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I'd say. This is why when I get bourbons now that have a hint of cinnamon, I'm like, you oh, really notice it. I can't do it. I'm I don't know about this. I still like cinnamon. It just it calls back to something that's uh, a little a little rough. <laughs> it and brings rough back it memories. <laughs> oh. Well, <sighs> that wasn't so much
1: like celebration as much as it was just kind of
0: it's all right. Revisited her Jaeger pass. bomb on her last podcast, her on her last live stream so I can I can stomach some fireball. <laughs> God bless her.
3: Yeah. God bless she her. She took one for the troops there.
1: <laughs> what are we going to do next? Do we want to go for uh, Weller 12? Uh, Let's just go for some bourbon. No, okay. Not, not okay. flavored well, whiskey. I say, I say Weller 12 because that's one of the lower proof options that we have on the table. Yeah. yeah. If you're okay with that, yeah. Curtis, I know yeah, that's yeah, the, the one you brought.
0: So if we're going with like how you progressed in bourbon with Weller 12... This was, like, one of the first ones that I started, like, really seeking. Yeah. As soon as, like, I got to the point where I was, like, okay, I found Special Reserve. It's good, but I need something that's kind of a step up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, this was on my radar for so long, too, as, like, something that I was, like, I have to have Weller 12. And, I mean, I, mean, I got it, and I was so happy that I got it. But now that I have it, I'm, like... I can I can wait.
3: There's
1: yeah, other stuff mine, I'd rather have.
2: Mine was uh, 107. Yeah. That was my first kind of entry into the Weller products. Like, even before I had Special Reserve. Yeah. And then I went to the 12. And to be honest, I've always been a fan of the 107 a little more.
0: Me too. I would
1: agree. But what's going on with this bottle, though?
2: It's been sitting for a little bit, but not like... It's been open for like
1: this bottle a year sweet. or so. Like sweeter than I ever remember Weller twelve smelling. Mm-hmm. And maybe my nose is just accustomed to the sweetness after the <laughs> after the American honey. That could be it. Yeah. yeah. But
2: No, but it, it I just nosed it and it's very sweet.
1: That is fantastic. It's like a like a shortbread cookie. Yeah
0: definitely with a little
1: bit of lemon zest or lemon peel or something like that Mm-hmm. a little bit of cherry
0: uh-huh it's so different from what i'm used to with with weller 12 it's been a while since i've had it but um i remember it being like heavier on the oak yeah me I'm too not getting a ton on this one i mean i'm i'm fine with that because i remember going back to our One that we did for Pappy Holidays, Uh and we kind of commented that this is the big distinction between the two. You know, the Lot B being 12 years old and this being 12 years old was there was kind of a heftier oak on the Weller
2: 12. Mm -hmm. But in this specific bottle?
1: I think there Mm -hmm. is on the palate. There's definitely oakiness on the palate. Yeah, I'm getting it now. I'm not, yeah, I I can't find it at all in the nose, but it's
0: most certainly there on the palate. Mm -hmm. That extra age just does something, man. Oh, yeah. Compared to, like, the special reserve. For sure. For sure. And I think that the 107, I tend to lean towards that, but I think that's just for the proof's sake. If I, you know, still kind of brought that down to a 90 proof, I think I'd pick the 12 every time.
2: It's funny how it takes a total 180 from the nose to the palate. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which
2: isn't, like, a bad thing for me.
0: I do sometimes look for consistency between nose to palate and kind of compare that to quality yeah but it's not always a bad thing when you get something different when it kind of accentuates what's already going on
2: mm-hmm. yeah you don't lose yeah what you have on the nose at all
0: the ones that get me is when you get like a candied sugared you know nose and then you get into the flavor and it's basically just like licking a barrel
2: yeah yeah uh, i mean that straight char
0: yeah and there's just it's like a very contrasting thing but this one just takes what's there and moves up i do
2: lose a little bit of the
0: sweetness but i'm not mad about that i'm not either
1: what
2: about the finish do you think
1: i think it's a little short Mm -hmm. and i i can't remember what our conversation was on this at the end of last year but i kind of remember feeling the same way like the finish just left a little something to be desired
0: Mm -hmm. i think we kind of led down the path that the lot b was just more nuanced and this yeah. was kind of more of a, a, a good, edge. good, solid, one-note type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'd still agree with that. I mean, it's good. Both of the finishes, I remember being a little bit short, but I, I tend to get the better finishes on the larger, like the bigger proof stuff. Mm-hmm. Like any of your bookers that you get, their finish is phenomenal. So.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So I, I think back to a year ago, you know, March 7th, 2018. This, for me, was kind of a unicorn at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah. while
1: I still love this pour, there are so many more things out there than I'm hunting for. I mean, I would much rather buy a bottle of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather buy a Booker's. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Even a even a Knob Creek single barrel store pick. Yeah, I would
0: much rather reach for it. Just watching from the outside in, seeing kind of what your preference has been. I've seen it lean from Buffalo Trace to now you're more excited to find anything before 2010 Wild Turkey. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's So it's gone. It's taken a total 180. Because Wild Turkey's always been one of those brands for a lot of people where it's like, that's what you cut your teeth on. It's not yeah. great. You mix mm-hmm. it. You know, and then you're like, I found a 2009 Wild Turkey 101. Like, I'm... <laughs> Waiting for a good event. It's
2: an this old one. dusty
0: here. Yeah,
1: I got an I got an '07 an and '06. That's ridiculous. 10 behind man. me right now. It's just
2: crazy. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could find some of that. <laughs> so I mean, gotta it's, know people. You gotta know people. You gotta <laughs> yeah, be in gotta the market. Connect, you know? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I mean, that's not that's a that's a definite change. I think for me, my big thing is I've just moved away from thinking that Buffalo Trace can do no wrong like I mean there I've not still have not had anything bad from Buffalo Trace but at the same time I'm not sitting there like going to uh my liquor store that I'm not going to name and uh every Wednesday morning waiting for them to show up with a truck and hoping there's something Buffalo Trace on there. Mm. Now I'm comfortable going to the shelf and just looking for something heaven hill that's always there that's good and solid so.
2: Mm. See which with Weller 12 that that was kind of a milestone, uh, bourbon for me at the beginning of the year, because this, that was the first time that I had actually went out and got something and like seeked it out and found it. And, um, you know, <laughs> talked to the owner of the liquor store and, you know, that was like my first kind of bourbon hunting experience. Big find, Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that was what was really exciting about this and, and this bottle in, in particular, uh, But since then, I've started straying a little bit of, like you guys were saying, from going, oh, Buffalo Trace Weller, like, yes, I have to have it. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. To, uh, okay, well, let's try to find some of these, you know, specific, uh, either something older or something that is a single barrel or finding those kind of. Just
1: limited kind of in Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's not to say, though, that I don't get excited to still find E.H. Taylor or Stagg Jr. Mm. or stuff like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, gosh, I love E.H. Taylor Small Batch. It's one of my favorite bourbons, period.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The,
1: the, in, and even all the way up to the barrel proof. I mean, they are spectacular bourbons. But again, there are just now, at this point for me, so many other things that I would rather find. Honestly, a year ago... I don't think I ever would have considered trying to find a birth year bottle for me either. You know? Yeah.
2: And now, like, I'm Which on the hunt. I'm on, I'm on the aspect of, I've never <laughs> tried doing that. Like, that's even a new concept. Oh, you know? yeah, exactly. And, I mean,
1: we're in such a specific age, too, where people are, you know, finding the Old Forrester birthday bourbons for the year that their kids were born. You know, or Blanton's dump dates from Mm -hmm. when their kids were born or when they were married or or whatever. And it's funny because I fall into, we fall into the newer bourbon drinkers that are trying to rediscover things or really just discover things from kind of a bygone era that we didn't get to experience simply because we were too young to. Mm -hmm. And it was... Just kind of a. Something just clicked for me. I was like, "Man, I really want something from my birth year." <laughs> it's
3: really like, longing for it. I was like,
1: "I just really, I just really want a bottle of Turkey One Hundred One from nineteen ninety three. Like it would just be awesome." And now I just like I'm just searching for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I can't wait to find that bottle. i just goes to be, show like
2: when you focus on finding something or a goal of something you're like you can find it for the most part even in the midst of such a limited quantity
1: well i think that brings up a good point too and and kind of an open topic for conversation what were some of the goals that you guys reached over the past year as a bourbon drinker whether it was bottle acquisition or trying something new or experiences or or whatever.
2: Yeah. My bottle acquisition in terms of the Weller products, that was, you know, that was probably my, my biggest thing. I, and I'm not one to kind of go and, you know, go really search out, which is something that I've previously just started kind of getting into. Um, but in terms of just like bourbon experience and like, progressing throughout that and, like, my palate, I've really started to notice that I can pick up on some of those subtle notes. Like, oh, oh this yeah. tastes, you oh, know. Yeah. I've, I think I found, like, the almond butter you were talking about or, wow, this really tastes like a, like, Werther's original, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I really was picking up some of these these notes that I had never, ever thought yeah. I would experience. Like, even going back of thinking – People are crazy. <laughs> I'm like, you are not picking up toffee on this, not coffee, but toffee. Yeah. And I'm like, and now I'm like, oh well.
0: Mm, I get that
1: a yeah, lot.
2: Yeah. Now I'm getting some <laughs> of those things. I think
0: uh, my big thing was is I wanted to find something older, like a dusty of some sort. And I found I just wanted to get one, one like really good one, and we got one for Chad, and it was a 1998 bookers release mm-hmm. and that that was just awesome just finding something old and unique because you've been picking up you know age stated jim Beam black and some older wild turkey and stuff and uh just just to find one at a reasonable price it was exciting that was kind of my goal for this year because previously i had just been going for the newest, most interesting release that was the hardest to find that I could get my hands on. That was pretty much the goal. It didn't matter who it was from, who it was distilled by any of that. I just wanted to grab that. Um, as long as it was at retail, which is getting harder and harder and harder to do. Um, yeah. I For me, one of the biggest things that
1: I was looking forward to over the past year was trying Dusties, Not necessarily acquiring them, which I've done, Mm -hmm. And I've been very happy with. But just getting to experience them. And boy, have I. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the, the, the range of stuff that I've had has gone all the way back to, I mean, as early as 1892 at the Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah. All the way up, I mean, e- even into the 90s, you know, some of that's still con- at this point considered dusty. And it's been so interesting and such a fun experience for me getting to see these little pockets and see these little eras of whiskey distillation or whiskey production mm. and finding out what people during that time. We're experiencing and trying and and doing with their products, and it's made me understand and appreciate more what today's drinks are like, what today's bourbons and whiskeys are, or and, and ryes are like. And I'm, I mean, I really am just so thankful that I've even been able to,
2: <laughs> yeah, to get some get of to those. do yeah.
1: that. You know, acquisition aside, just being able to try them.
2: Well, that's even for me, like. Just last week for my birthday, or two weeks for my birthday, you know, I got to try the Jim Beam Black that was from, what year was that? 1978. Yeah, 1978. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's I so know. cool. I know. And just seeing the history and the those pockets that you really get to see yeah. on what they were having and experiencing, but also to how they got to the the process that they're at now, or And I think that's,
1: for me, been the biggest transformation is that I've gone from a bourbon drinker with a podcast where I was just kind of talking with my buddies to a bourbon enthusiast, I guess, Mm. with a podcast that has been kind (laughs) of (laughs) serious. You know what I mean? Like I everything got so much more serious for me over the past 12 months. And not that I was like oh, I'm just shooting the breeze and doing whatever while some some friends and I are sitting down and pouring yeah, maker's cast strength or whatever.
2: And there was always a goal in mind.
1: Yeah, there that. was. There was absolutely, but I I didn't <laughs> I didn't wake up one morning and go I'm gonna do a really freaking great interview with Marianne Eves. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna go to the Bardstown Bourbon Company and have a round table with Steve Neely, who used to be the master distiller at Maker's Mark, Jim Rutledge, the former master distiller at Four Roses, and John Hargrove, and you know, like it was just it was just like everything just happened and it all built on itself. I don't know, and I, this is a weird tangent that I've gotten off on, but it's all been part of my experience, and and my growth as like an enthusiast in this community, and wanting to be a part of the community. and I use this word, and it sounds kind of lame, but in just kind of like a very pure way, you know, like I don't want to be a, a a burden on anybody, or I don't want to cause harm. I just want to be a part of it. And I feel like I, I don't know why
0: I, that's where yeah. that went, but <laughs> it is what it is. I'll say that just listening to the podcast has helped me with one specific thing. It's just knowing what to look for when I go into a liquor store now. Yeah. Like I used to have this problem where I'd go in and I'd send you or Chad. I'm like, hey, look, here's an old label, Jim Beam. And I'd send it to you and you'd be like yeah, it's an old label, but it's not the eight-year. Well, I was like, well, I don't really want to get it if it's nothing special, if it's just a swapped label. Yeah. Or knowing that the Knob Creek used to be age-stated um, at X amount of years and then looking for some of those things that when you go up to the person at the counter and you say, do you have anything special? Or like, the 15th person asked for Weller today, <laughs> no, no, we don't have anything special. But then walking over to the shelf and realizing, oh, they've got a Austin Nichols wild turkey on the shelf. Uh-huh and they're not going to tell me that. You know, I had to figure that out cuz they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. I had to figure that out from here. Yeah. So, when I go into the liquor store now and I'm scanning the shelf and I'm trying to figure out what I want to get and I've never been to the place before, I know what I'm looking for more than just well, they don't really have any Weller 12 or, you know, special reserve even if it's behind the the counter, but you know, let me see what I can find. You know, I can find something Usually decent now, or something that maybe isn't on every single shelf. Like, I had we found TW Samuels, took me a while to find that, but as soon as Perry called that out, it was you know, I found it one or two places and I picked up a handle. Yeah, so I'm ready for
1: another pour. Mm-hmm. Same. I do figured it. since we're on the weeder right now, we could go for the Rebel Yell.
0: Yeah,
2: no, that's it. another bottle that, that, yeah, that is was a first for me and a great kind of changer for me too because you I, the first time somebody mentioned rebel yell to me i was like okay
1: really? yeah rebel yeah yeah
2: and then i was <laughs> then i tried this t- 10 year off of your recommendation and uh swan's recommendation and man i fell in love
1: so swan why did you bring this one specifically i'm curious
0: um i wanted to bring something that kind of gets overlooked and you know, he just said it. People will tell you to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to find something that you know people overlook. And um, on top of it, I've moved from Buffalo Trace being the best thing I can get every time I go into the liquor store to Heaven Hill. And this is, I think it's Heaven Hill distillate, right? Just want to say it was. This might be. I can't remember for sure. Well, I think got, it, I think it is. It's definitely reminiscent of it um, larceny, of like yeah. the old larceny old Fitz. old Fitz kind of stuff. And uh, I've kind of moved to where Heaven Hill is one of my favorites. Heaven Hill Wild Turkey. Um, not that I'm not excited like you said to find E. H. Taylor, but this is kind of what I prefer now.
1: Yeah, and and I'm in the same boat too with with uh, excuse me Heaven Hill products. Mm-hmm. I would much rather go for. A JW Damp bottle and bond than Weller Special Reserve at this point. Whether that's my my palette changing or my preference on price or proof or whatever.
2: Or like you found it m- multiple times. Like yeah. Onto the new thing. The
1: sparkle's gone. Yeah. And And to that point, the sparkle is a little gone. With Weller's Special Reserve. Yeah. Because, I mean, once you learn that, yeah, it's not supposed
2: to be a $50 bottle of bourbon. Well, the sparkle on, I know I don't think I ever had a sparkle on Special Reserve. Really? Yeah. I always had a, I think it's because I started with like 107, with 107. and then went back to, yeah, you know. But that's just how it, I never had a sparkle for it.
0: <laughs> the nose on this is great.
2: I love the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got that it,
0: it, that classic weeder sweetness mm-hmm. to it. Just on the nose alone, I picked this over the Weller 12. I had to have to agree. Yeah. And I mean, this is a 10 year old Rebel Yell. So, I mean, it's not aged as much. But there's some people that, you know, larger amount of age or like longer, it, it ages. It's not necessarily. Yeah means it's better for them. They kinda have a sweet spot. Like I tend to go twelve to fifteen It's kinda my sweet spot. Uh and then I have like a barter house that's twenty and I'm like, it's too much.
2: Based on the nose, I would I would give it to the Rebel Yell. I think on terms of palette, I think I give it to the twelve.
0: I might have to give it to the twelve as well. I think I'd still go with this. Really? On um, both. Yeah. Huh.
1: Interesting. There's still nothing wrong with this. No, not bad. I think this is still a very pleasant pour. It starts out incredibly enjoyable. I think the middle of the palate, I'm starting to get kind of like a graham cracker flavor. And the finish, it rolls a little bit. You know what? Maybe I would go with the Rebel Yell. You think? What's going on on the chat?
0: Brian Prinicky just said, I believe swan turned 17 today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm getting my ID out at the yeah, end of show the podcast. You, show Just make sure I'm getting we... like,
2: toasted s'mores over at Camp I'd see
0: that. I could see the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For
1: sure. I think s'mores is pretty spot on. Honestly. Because now I'm picking up some of the chocolate on the nose, too. Like That, that kind of milk chocolate flavor. Well. Do
0: you like this better than the um, 11-year-old Old Fist they put out? I know it's probably been a while. I know you like it better than the 9, just based on your description of the 9 the sample you got. There was something, there was an anomaly about that. Yeah. I still am not
1: sure what was up with that sample. Everybody says that the 9 year is better than the 11. I think I would have to go with the 11 over this. Okay. And the 14 over both of them.
0: That's fair. This is just, you know, it's really close in age, and yeah. apparently if it's a Heaven Hill distillate, or kind of reminiscent of it at least, that's pretty close. They are very similar. I mean, yeah.
1: absolutely, they are extremely similar. Mm-hmm. I just, I think there's just a little bit, and it's probably that extra year of age, mm-hmm. where I would just give the edge to the, the 11 year.
0: Yeah, I just find it interesting that By the much. price on this is like 70-ish, and then the yeah. price on the, Eleven years. It's up there. You're paying for that bottle, though. I mean, that's let's be honest. Well, according to Bernie Lovers, it's a thirty dollar bottle. Really? So I mean, that's that's up there for bottle price. I'm assuming. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a nice bottle. The cork it's a beautiful bottle. <laughs> the corks hefty,
2: weeks. man. Oh, the
1: corks nuts.
2: Yeah. I, I hate going, like flip flopping. I hate, like, because I feel like when you I say know. something, you should be on it. I know. But now I'm like, hmm. They're coming to my side. Yeah, I'm coming to your side, I think.
0: It's good, man. That's why I bought it. It was between this and the, uh, I was going to maybe bring the, uh, Wild Turkey. Uh, what is it? The Master's Keep? I thought about that, and then I've got the, uh, Forgiven. Oh, the yeah.
2: Forgiven. Forgiven, yeah. Was really good.
0: Yeah, because I've been leaning. And I've been leaning either weeder or high rye, one of the two, which is kind of contrasting, but I, I got like both. <laughs> so, like the lower rye, four roses recipes are not always my favorite. I tend to go for the higher rye ones. You know what's funny? I still don't know if I've had forgiven yet.
2: Really? Really? Because there I was think one.
0: You have. See, I don't. I... I just brought you a sample. I remember that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think you have. Yeah and we all tried it. It doesn't matter. I will but definitely you bring
0: it. some next time. Okay, you th- that's fine. Yeah, there's two batches I've got batch 303. So, we'll we'll bring it and you can try it next time. Okay. So what's
1: next? Well, what's next is the other half of the samples that Joseph Brazo sent me. You're Joseph. Wrong. He labeled this just drink me. And he said, I'm not going to tell you what it is until you try it.
2: So tonight.
1: I mean, I've tried it. I know what it is.
2: You said.
0: But you guys don't know
1: what it is. That's
2: terrible. So. <laughs> Terry, I will not have it.
0: Flying Blind Part 2.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just about. Just about.
1: I'm excited for this one. You guys are going to, uh, you're going to like it. So why am I? I'm being rude. Pour for yourself. <laughs> Pour for yourself, Please. So, th- there will be another part of the the way that I've evolved over the past year in this, too. Uh-huh. But I want us to talk about the bourbon itself before we talk about the experience that goes along with it.
0: There's
2: some funk to this.
1: a little
0: bit of funk. I'm getting a little more ethanol off this one than the last one.
1: I like
2: this. I think that's probably like, would it be higher proof yet? or no?
0: Maybe. I'd lean higher proof just because of the the legs on the glass and just the kind of ethanol that I'm getting off of it.
1: I do like this uh, kind of halftime flying blind though. This is fun. (laughs) This is definitely different. It's the nose on this is delicious. (sighs) I'm picking up a tobacco note that I wasn't getting before now. Two.
0: This reminds me of something I've had, just based on the nose. It's uh, the Waffens Barrel Proof. Okay, I can totally see that. A little bit,
1: yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that.
0: He <sighs> said, how is this not gone yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very
1: good question. I mean, I was trying to save this as well for tonight, but... Well, I we got a little bit I got to little it. Left. So, yeah, go ahead. Try it. Why not?
2: Wow.
0: Definitely higher proof.
2: Yes, for sure. Higher proof.
0: The finish on that is the awesome. The finish is yeah.
2: unreal. That Kentucky hug, man. I
0: don't have hardly
2: the tobacco. Any I'm really pulling. I know.
1: Man, it would be so good. With a cigar?
2: Yeah, this would be the best cigar. (laughs) Cigar bourbon. Joseph, thank you. (laughs) Just, oh my gosh. Man, it's...
1: It's not exactly dusty. Okay? There's a twist to it. You'll understand when I reveal it, but let's feel like we should enjoy it a little bit more before we get there. <laughs> yes
2: yeah hold that thought
0: when i was a kid uh my grandparents had a farm and one of the one of the um barns they had out there was just for drying tobacco standing in there and smelling this and tasting this brings me right back there i totally agree with that
2: yeah like tobacco and like a jam it's Ooh. to me it's like a jammy yeah like a raspberry oh, yeah. or a blackberry jam? More blackberry. I was going to go blackberry. Yeah, I would, I would go more raspberry. blackberry. Yeah.
1: The second sip for me on this, both times that I've had it, has always been way hotter. Like, my palate got accustomed to it on the first go, mm-hmm. and then the second sip of it, it just, like, the heat just creeps all over, and it just blows yeah. up.
2: It's a bomb. With it. It yeah, explodes. It's like, yeah. On the nose, that second time, I just... I really got the barrel influence. There's a lot of char on it, on the nose.
0: Yeah, I get some sure. char, and then like, like uh, dried dates. You ever had those? Mm.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good one.
1: This is definitely one of the darker bourbons. Yeah, for
0: sure. Had.
2: Which is, I tend to lean towards. I know darker bourbons, and I've I've gone that way a, too. That's also in like. Whatever drink. That's why we, you know, that's why I went, oh, I like bourbon. Like to, like, oh, I like coffee. Oh, I like, you know. Yeah, right. More bitter kind of. Okay. Are you guys ready for this?
0: Hit me with it, Perry.
1: (laughs) This is a 117 proof bourbon. Okay. It is 60%. Of the Elijah Craig barrel proof B518 and 40% of the 1997 12 year old Elijah Craig.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. I'm going to need to check your math on the proof there. (laughs)
1: How good is that though? Oh That's wow. So good, man. How good is that?
0: You're gutsy for mixing the, the old stuff Isn't with he? the new yep. stuff. So
1: his reasoning behind it was that, oh let me let me pull it up though. He said, I found the B518 a little rough around the edges and the 97 a little too smooth. I tinkered a bit and magic happened. I I discovered I like tinkering.
2: Same. I so- <laughs> like tinkering as well.
0: <laughs> but how good is this?
2: This it is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
0: So that's what you meant by that. there's a caveat on the dusty. Yeah. It's
1: like it had it had the funky notes to it. hmm With the but there was something else to it that you were like, oh it kicks it up. A it's notch. so familiar.
0: I I had the same problem with the B from this year and a little bit of the A. That's why I kinda leaned towards the, the C release. Um from Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. He pulled some magic on this one. The only thing I have wrong with it is there's still a little bit of that like overwhelming heat left so on the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's that too. Calling. Yeah, there's a like there's still a little bit of that heat left on the tongue, but he has definitely changed up that that bourbon.
2: You know we should do that more often. What do you mean? Mix a few things, like just 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 experiment more.
0: I'll go home and I'll make a blend and let it sit for two weeks and the next time we do a podcast. Bring our own blend. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's just make that
1: the whole episode. Yeah, sure. So two weeks from now, next episode will be we've all blended something together, and that's what we bring. All right. Let's do
0: it. Okay. I'm all about this. I'm totally okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds (laughs) awesome. I got some ideas already. Let's go. All right.
1: So, my, my point in bringing that one up, though, was just how much I feel like we've latched onto Elijah Craig Barrel Proof over the past year. I mean, for crying out loud, it was our number one bourbon of 2018. hmm And, I mean, I loved everything that I had from 2017. But over the past 12 months... It's like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof has just become this cornerstone for me in my bourbon drinking. Mm. And it's funny because I I every now and then step back and I go, I haven't had in a while. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. (laughs) Why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. Because of how much I love it. And not that I'm, you know, not that I'm having barrel proof bourbons every day. If I did that, I mean, I'd. Never get anything done, <laughs> yeah, but my my point is just that you know I have been so fond of it that I've just kind of let it be and almost forgotten about it a little bit, even though it's been so important over the past year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and i'm I'm curious like what what have been you know for you guys cornerstone bourbons that have helped you take that next step.
2: For this year?
0: Sure. Okay. Take your time. It'll get good. Yeah. I'll... I got it. I think I can do it. A lot of proof. I've gone from giving you a bottle thinking this is too much for me to this is the pinnacle of bourbon in Again, a matter of like three to four Jeez. years. No, it's perfectly fine. I still oh. had a half of it before I gave it to you. I know. Um, and then Old Granddad 114 mm-hmm. has been a huge thing for me because I went from... That that was kind of my introduction to high rye bourbon was old granddad bonded. And then when I started getting into Same. the higher proof stuff yeah. and then finding out that something that they make down the road from my house is higher proof, gem bean profile, high rye, 114 and cheap. Let's add cheap to that. that well, that's a huge thing for me because it's like under 30 bucks. So that's great. And then the last one has got to be um, – it's got to be oh, – I just thought of it. What's it? I have mine now. Uh, let's go with those two. If I can think of one more, I'll come back.
2: Okay. Sure. Mine were definitely the you know the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, and then also the George C. Stag Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. But you can't consider that like a cornerstone bourbon. I Why not? Can. I mean – It's just so, like, I'm not going to be like, you know what I haven't had in a while? George C. Stagg Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Well, I mean, I haven't had that in a while. Yeah, because, oh, you (laughs) haven't had it in a while because you (laughs) can't. Like, that's just, but it was, I'm not going to take that. Um, (laughs) It's hard to
0: compare anything else to it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If you get, like, a $10 bottle of bourbon, like, you pick up some JTS Brown and take it home, and you're like, you know, this is good, but you know what's better? Buffalo Trace antique
3: yeah.
1: collection, and I feel like a cornerstone <laughs> it's, it's bourbon. It's made to be, yeah, yeah. You know, it is.
2: I feel like a cornerstone bourbon is something that like you can revisit, you can have multiple times, and really just you know come back to. And it's like that was a pivotal moment, like a stepping stone. Like a stepping stone is not something you just step on one time and you're done.
0: Yeah.
2: In right. my In my opinion, the other one though is the Heaven Hill bottle and bond. Yeah, that has been a cornerstone of my.
1: You know what's funny is that I actually. It, it's funny, losing Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bottle Six year for me was kind of a cornerstone. Because that meant that I had to go outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and I had to start relearning what it was that I liked and finding a replacement for my, my everyday
2: sipper. Like the Dant and the Samuels.
1: Like the and yeah, and I mean, you know, if I hadn't taken the leap of faith and gone, you know, it's it's another Heaven Hill product. It's cheap. It's a it, it's a handle. I may as well get a bottle of this T.W. Samuels. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I did, and I freaking love it. I I've been preaching the gospel of it for however long.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, if I had to pick another cornerstone, Rare Breed. Wild Turkey One O One. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean I've based a lot of stuff around that this year. Yeah. I it's it's just it's so good. If I if I get to the point where I'm absolutely stumped and I want something that's higher proof and they're out of the old granddad one fourteen, I'm breed. going home with Rare Breed. For sure. For sure.
1: Just discovering my overall love of wild turkey products
3: yeah. <laughs> over yeah. the
1: past year. I that has been Crazy for me, and I—I I mean, I went on and on and on about, yeah, Turkey's good, it's fine, but it just doesn't look like anything that you know you would want to be drinking. It's just an outdated labeling, packaging, blah 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 yeah. blah. To me, going, where's Who's act? got the vintage Turkey? Because <laughs> this guy wants some.
2: See, and I think there's something to that. The vintage Turkey. This is for me, though. Sure. And and I know that you know even when i revisited it i there was something that i just i wanted more of and then since having the vintage 101 i'm like that's what i want you know that for me rare breed trumps 101 just like by far too, like just blows it out of the water there's something about 101 that that just doesn't sit well with me I think it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's just there's something about it that, that's off. you talking about like today's Yeah, today's 101. 101. Yeah. And I know that I'm like a minority on it. And it's probably more my, my palate hasn't been developed as much or something of that matter. Well, how but, about
1: some of yesterday's 101? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. I'll give the birthday boy the choice. Yeah. 07 or 10?
0: I'm going to go with the 10 because I remember from your podcast that the 10 was what you guys kind of leaned towards as kind of a special thing from Chad's handle. Yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, of course, that's not the same bottle as. No, it's not. What we, yeah. But I'm just curious to see if that magic carries through to different bottles because, like, I know even the rare breed that I get. We talk about consistency, they're laser codes. It's one of the few where you kind of hunt out specific laser codes. It's just good, man. It's so good. I I like this better than the turkey they're offering today, but I also understand that they got to keep up with demand. I mean, you got people left and right taking out age statements, and he's still putting the same juice he had in twenty years ago. You know, I mean, he's putting in the same same age stuff and blending it to get what he wants. So there's something to be said about that.
1: Yeah.
2: But there's something there's some magic in this.
0: It makes me want to like go buy. 30 or 40 bottles of turkey and then sit them in my closet and then like 10 to 15 years later thinking look what i found guys <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I got these stockpiled yeah, they're so. like where'd you find that
2: <laughs> oh, i've been sitting on them
1: yeah see that's that's been the interesting thing too is like i've i've thought about that a lot recently what's the bourbon market gonna be like in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years it's so hard to predict, like, what's going to be what everybody seeks? What was the, the, the gem during this era?
0: I think it'll probably be... Wilderness Trail. <laughs> yeah. That very. It, it very
3: well could be. Hey, New activity yeah.
0: I, I think it's also, you're going to probably see a lot of what kind of already exists. Like, people go nuts over Buffalo Trace. They go nuts over Dusty Turkey. They tend to look at the birthday bourbon releases as a holy grail type bourbon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think new stuff that's coming out, I'm not sure. I mean, it seems like they tend to go for the established stuff, the stuff that's got a name and history behind it. And Jim Beam's putting out right now, in my opinion, some limited, they're calling it limited releases. They might be worth something. The Distillers Cut, the... Prohibition yeah. style mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's... I, I would pick those up again, especially if they were considered
2: dusty and I'm, you know, yeah. getting up there. I'm sure when you're like... when Back then, when you are looking at Jim Beam Black or something like that, probably you're like, more whatever. likely you're like, wow. But,
1: but that, that's what I'm saying. is like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, are people going to look at the non-age state of Jim Beam Black 86 proof bottle and say and say the same thing that we were saying earlier
0: about the 1978 age stated (laughs) age age stated 90 proof jim beam black i think it'll depend on what's on the shelf like if bourbon demand goes down and all of a sudden jim beam says you know what we've got the barrels to put that eight year back on it we've got the barrels to put the 101 month back on it yeah if that's back on the shelf and then you've got the non-age stated, there's not going to be as many people excited about the non-age stated just because it sat in your closet for an extra 15 years. So I mean it's going to depend on how in favor
2: I guess bourbon is at the time. It's an interesting topic.
1: Yeah, and it's it this isn't necessarily the 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 exact episode or forum for it.
2: We'll yeah. talk about it in
1: the future. But it was just at when when you brought that up, I just figured it was a good time to mm. raise that question. But anyway, this
0: turkey is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> going back to our topic, this is your modern day preference. Like this is at the end of yeah. You know, this is beginning of twenty nineteen. This is what you kind of prefer. It's the wild turkey. Uh huh. Um, this is what
1: I'm hunting. This is what I'm paying a little bit extra for to get older bottles up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I. But a year ago, I would have been like screw that noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can go get Wild Turkey for 16 10. bucks. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like why why am I going to like try to find older bottles? And honestly, I owe a lot of that to Chad. Mm-hmm. And him allowing me to try his his bottle of 2010 Turkey 101. Because then I was like there is something else out there. Mm. And then finding out that, you know, Dusty Turkey is coveted. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try that. And then, you know, trying that, you're like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all a matter of experience and trying. Which maybe.
2: Go ahead. I don't know, man. Because just thinking that, oh, this is 2010. It's only, you know, nine years. It's only
1: nine years old.
2: Yeah. Maybe I am wrong. I'll What's have to, to say, revisit it again. You bu- you might have to. It's something that has always come up, and I always revisit, and then I always like come to the same conclusion. But I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong.
0: I kind of fell onto the turkey kick because I, I was looking for pre-fire and older Heaven Hill and stuff initially when, I, when we started leaning towards Dusty's and then um, stumbling on Dave Jennings mm-hmm. and just – how thorough he is with wild turkey as a whole i'm like man there's gotta be something to it because people go nuts for this and there's nobody else who does that kind of thing there's
1: not a a maker's blog
0: no there's not
1: (laughs) where people go back go back and try to you know talk about old makers or the different expressions of makers Mm. there's only like there's only two there's only three expressions of makers yeah, anybody
0: you know, that's yeah. doing anything makers related is here's the Kentucky bottle from this year. Here's the Kentucky bottle True. from the year after. Yeah. I mean, they're doing different, different bottlings of the same juice. They're not
2: yeah. drinking it. Here's the commemorative bottle of Justify. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah.
0: There's people that and love that's that. a
2: collector's item in itself. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm a- not gonna lie. Like, you look at turkey bottles, and you're not gonna find any. You, you know, you're not gonna find it. Those. No, for the most part,
0: people aren't drinking those. Though a lot of them, they're. Taking it and keeping it.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: And I don't blame them for it because if you can go buy a $20 or $25 bottle of Makers for the same price as, you know, I mean, for like a third of the price of the regular and then keep that on the shelf, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But with the turkey, it's coveted. People take it home. They crack it for special occasions. Yeah. So, I mean, it's there's, there's definitely some dedication Different market behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too.
1: So, moving on to the next port, too. And this was by Swan's special request. What Swan has described as maybe his favorite nose of all time. This is the pre-fire, age-stated, fighting cock, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey from Heaven Hill.
0: This has got my favorite nose on any <laughs> bourbon I've had.
2: It's very unique. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very good. There's baked goods, mm-hmm. like fresh-baked bread.
0: Louis just said I should have some of the spring meal. And no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this, this not is... Not subject that subject you to that. This
0: is just... It's great, man. This is this is my favorite nose, for sure. Like, out of almost everything that I've, I've had. Um, there are some that are just so different that I wouldn't even compare them. Like some of the booker's noses and stuff. Yeah. Uh but for like a hundred ish proof. 100, yeah, one oh three. Yeah. This is this is good. So even compared to the uh pre-fire bottled and bond. Yeah, I take this still this. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean totally flying. Yeah. Do you do you. No, I'm just weird, man. I like this <laughs> over I, I like this over the Torchy stag.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A bold wow! Stuff. I mean,
0: that's the thing. Is I guess
2: some people just kind of go back to get their top preferences. T- go back to his top list. <laughs> no, I mean just the nose. He's wrong. Just Let's go back to the <laughs> he went back to his top list. He said it wasn't.
0: If you're sure. just now tuning in. Just the nose, for sure. I, yeah. I think the George C. Stack has way more to offer on the palate, uh, but th- this one's special to me. That first sip of it, the first big
1: note that I'm getting. Is those baked goods like fresh bread Mm -hmm.
2: flavor to it? It's almost like like a fresh bread, yeah, not like you know, a baked sugar cookie or a Mm but you know, it's specifically like bread and yeast, yeah. I think it's the yeast that's coming through for me,
0: man. It's so good, yeah. Well, you know, Sean cut carbs, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm gonna go for the breadiest nose I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Sean? Swan, my bad. (laughs) He's I'm calling. a bird. So sh-
3: <laughs>
0: oh, it's a Fireball doing it to me, guys. I'm sorry. That half, <laughs> half an airplane
1: bottle of yeah. Fireball. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I will say this is another thing that over—if you had told me at the beginning of last year that I would have been able to own two, not just one, but two pre-fire Heaven Hill bourbons. Mm. I'd have said, you nuts.
2: Yeah. Also That's such a crazy. A funny thing is a year ago, if you would have said Yeah, I have two pre fire, I would go What is that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> a. B like you just keep saying pre fire. Like is it fire? Is it like really fire juice that you're getting in there? <laughs> or like what's happening? It's lit. <laughs> yeah, like which is so just naive, but yeah. nonetheless, this was another
1: thing for me. I mean, not not just in in terms of acquisition again, but just being able to try something again from an era that I was never able to experience or be a part of. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's so transformative of the way that I experience bourbon. And I think that's been, I mean, really at the core of it for me, regardless of whatever bottles I've had or, you know, events that I've gone to, just the way that I have even just seen myself change as a bourbon drinker. And I, I, I love the state of mind that I'm able to be in. With bourbon, I love the, the you know the fact that the podcast is still here and everything I don't really know where I was going with this, but I like it though yeah I'm just'm I, I, if you had told me a year ago that I would be here doing this, I'd have been like again, I would have been like and uh, interviewed
2: the people you have interviewed <laughs> yeah.
3: like we've done some pretty it.
1: cool we've
2: done things some, over the past some cool few. things. You specifically have done some really cool things. I'm upping you I, in with that. Yeah, no, I'm meaning I also have.
1: Yeah. I mean, but think about all the people that we got to
2: interview oh, that's at Bourbon crazy. and Beyond. Yeah. That's why I mean Yeah, I mean i I'm included in that. Yeah. I'm just meaning like some of the people you also have done individually oh, I know. and the like work you put into it. Yeah. Man. I like
0: being able to experience history through bourbon. This is so much better than sitting in class and learning about like uh-huh. European history and mm-hmm. stuff. Just going back and like, oh, before the pre-fire and, you know, getting to try all this.
1: There's no bourbon history without European history, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just really
0: didn't like that class. I understand. But, I understand. you know, it's, yeah. it's it's good, man. Like, I, I it's crazy to know that these people, you know, just make this stuff every single day. And then one day they had something crazy happen. And now everything they did before that specific time is just coveted to people. And... I like being able to kind of go back and have that and taste it and know that it's something. It's something special. Um, not that anything that Heaven Hill puts out is bad. Now it's just this has got something different. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it's um. It's nice to go back and experience that. Literally distilled into a glass.
1: I gotta say, Swan. This was a pretty good choice for uh, very good choice. See,
0: I'm not crazy. Well, I I'm never a little said crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I love it, man. I mean, just looking out of everything in that cabinet, that's exactly what I, I went towards. It was between that, and I wanted to try the Charter 101 because I hadn't had that. Oh, we'll pull that down a little bit too. Yeah, um, but no, it's, it's just good stuff.
1: So I said this earlier, and I'm holding true to my word that we're going to do a fresh crack of an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B517, which was one of the absolute best bourbons that I had in 2017. I finished off my first bottle of this, I don't even know how long ago. (laughs) I mean, middle of last year. Never thought that I'd see it again. Never thought that I'd have it again. Opportunity knocked on my door, and I said, Yes, please. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will have what you're selling.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they are not Girl Scout cookies.
1: But there are two things I want to say, maybe three, before we actually get into it. The first, of course, is happy
0: birthday, Swan. I'm
1: mm-hmm. 16
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were 17. <laughs> well, I, I Joseph has told me I'm now 16. Oh, okay. You're going backwards. Benjamin
1: Button style. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm happy we got to spend your birthday with you like this. It's been Orange really man. cool. It's been different, you know, but as long as you are all for it.
0: Yeah. You're going to pour me some Elijah Craig Barrow proof. Let's
1: get to it, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Well, and we've but done it for the past two weeks, too.
1: Yeah. But I got, I got to say, the past year has been really cool to see how we've all grown and come together to not just with the show, but as... You know, friends and bourbon drinkers and and all that. So I'm thankful for you guys for being there through all of this. That's all the sappiness I'm going to get into. But I have this idea. I've reviewed this on the show before. And I kind of want to go back and try and review it again.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure.
1: Because...
2: All right, Perry, open the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just
1: joking. Okay, so... Backstory. The first time I reviewed this, it was with Will and the Greaves from the podcast. Okay. And it was for like episode five. I remember. So this. a solid year and a half ago. Yeah. I'm curious to see what I think about it now with a year and a half under my belt and actually reviewing it again. Agreed. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. Do it. Okay, cool. So first and foremost That,
2: that was, was solid solid. Yeah. That was a stout uncorky.
1: Birthday boy first. <sighs>
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. And with the New Orleans glass too. Cuts all that ethanol too. Man. This is
0: this is good. It's been a long time since I've had this, because this was one of the few Elijah Craig releases that people went nuts over. Yeah. Uh, And usually it'll sit on the shelf for a couple of hours, which I know that doesn't sound like much, but when Weller comes in, it's gone in like 10 minutes. Yeah. So a few hours is pretty impressive. This one, as soon as they called it Whiskey of the Year, gone. Couldn't find it. You know what's funny, though? As good as this nose is,
1: at this point, I'm left comparing it to the C917. Or excuse me, the C918. Yes. And the C19,
0: C918 C is superior. I think so, too. Um, I actually picked the C917 from this year as better than this initially. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had it, but um, I think it was just the proof. This was the lowest proof they put out in a while. So it was a little more approachable for everybody, yeah. which was nice. But it also just had some really, really good notes. C917, it was hot. And at the time, I was drinking quite a bit more barrel-proof, and less, you know, 90 to 100. So as soon as I had one that came out that was hovering around the 130 range, I was all over it. Yeah. So it would be good to revisit it. Oh, there's just nothing wrong with that. The comment you always make where Elijah Craig is what you think bourbon is supposed to be, this is what barrel-proof bourbon is supposed
2: to be. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm really thinking about this one. Because this is not what I remember it to be.
0: Really? At all. Wow,
2: that finish, man.
1: The finish is incredible. I would I would second that for sure. I think the front of the palette is a little bit flat. Just a little bit. But the middle is really where it kind of shines through it's for me.
2: very robust. See, I think the nose is where it's a little less than what I want.
1: Yeah. Oh, but second sip, though. Oh, wow. Okay. So second sip, I'm starting to get a honeysuckle note to it as well. And then I'm also, there's kind of a peanut butter to it. And then it starts rolling into some of the darker flavors. I'm starting to pick up some of the char and some of like the dark chocolate notes. The finish is really where I think the barrel influence comes in. And as it hits the barrel influence, or as it hits the finish rather... That's where I find a butterscotch note that yeah. I think is mm. super good.
0: I get the, the butterscotch really, yeah. like towards the end there. It's really good. And then I get like a kind of a tobacco y, almost like that smell that you get from when you walk into one of those places where you throw the peanut shells on the ground.
3: Yeah. Like a exactly. Texas Roadhouse?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get that a little bit. And then. It's like a salted peanut. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just kind of a salted peanut. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it's not overwhelming. I get the honey note, but I think that's more because of like just the way that it kind of sits on your, your palate a little bit. It's kind of more viscous. Um. It's It's good. I
1: think really the one downside that I have to it is the nose.
2: Honestly. That's what I thought. I think it's the the weakest point of it cuz the front of the palate when you say it was flat at least for me it was more that it was just not as barrel influenced and it had more of a sweeter note yeah. to it. I think yeah. where you got the the honeysuckle and I, that's when I was like okay that's where it starts out sweet and then it just explodes it's like a bourbon bomb of just here's this barrel influence, here's the char, here's the you know smoked meat, and then the finish just like goes on forever,
1: yeah as I've gone back to the nose, it's a little bit fuller, but it's just not quite what I remembered it being,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: it's not quite what I was expecting it to be, especially still coming off of the heels of c nine eighteen
0: I think the reason I would prefer C918 over this is because I, my favorite note out of the regular Elijah Craig is the baking spices, mm-hmm. and I get more of that on the C918. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that's the only reason I would lean towards that. But if you that's me comparing it to Elijah Craig, which is what I generally consider to be one of my favorites. If I'm looking at this as a standalone bourbon, this is still phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. I just don't know uh, I don't know what my original score was for this. It's
0: probably better off cuz then we can get something new.
1: Yeah. So I I will go back. I'll go back. I'll I'll edit in what my actual score was after I after we give our final ones. Yep. Um just for comparison and all that. But for anybody who doesn't know, we have a review system of nose palette finish and price each category is out of 5. We total it up for a total score out of 20. And that is your indicator of whether or not you should buy this. This is going to be a little different because you can't necessarily buy this anymore. But I kind of think that as far as like you know, Elijah Craig barrel proof goes, the price is always pretty consistent for me. The price score at 65. 60, 65, you know, which is pretty much what you're going to find it for on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Someplace you're going to find it for 85 or 90. But I think in general, you're going to see it anywhere from 60 to 65. So anyway, keeping that in mind, Swan,
0: what would you give the nose? I'm going to give the nose a three and a half. I think it's solid. There's some stuff it needs. I think I'm just looking for it to be a little more reminiscent of what I got on the palette.
2: That's what I totally agree with as well. I'm gonna give it a three though instead of a three and a half. I am too actually. It just is. It's the weakest point, but it doesn't show any influence on what the palette represents, Um, and it's kind of a a little bit of a one eighty in that terms. Yeah, I would agree Um, with that. It's it's a good nose. You know, like I I don't want to put anyone off on that. Yeah. But, uh,
1: and I really don't have anything yeah, no, bad to say have anything about anything those. Yeah. Other than I just wish that there were a little bit more to it. Yes. It's a, a little l- more complexity.
2: Yeah. It's kind of what you expect.
1: It's above
2: average. Yeah.
1: By every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. But it still leaves me going, what else? Yeah. Palette wise, though. <laughs> yeah. I kicked the pri- or, excuse me, the 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 score up a whole point. It's a, it's a four for me on the palette.
2: Score for me was a four and a half. Wow. Okay. I really love this palette.
0: Four and a half. Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I I w- will kind of echo what I was saying earlier. You know, it's a really nice kind of roller coaster. It has some. Really interesting and exciting notes on there. The cohesiveness is still kind of there. Like, I still know what all is going on from beginning to end. It's it's just a fantastic palette for me. And you guys thought it was a little bit more than fantastic, too, I would say. Yes.
2: Yeah. Then. I mean, the bomb. That's what I really... Some of the, the barrel-proof bourbons, like, what I want in a barrel-proof is for it to just, like, just sucker punch me, man. <laughs> I love that about some barrel proof bourbons, where they just go, "Here's this bomb, explode." <laughs> it's just awesome.
0: I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Uh, like, yeah, it's yeah. just, I can't, I can't look for anything better. Uh, it, if I, if I had to look for anything better to get that, that five, it would just be kind of the George T. Stag or something that was just so outlandishly good Hmm. and kind of would connect back to the nose a little bit. I mean, I know I shouldn't have one score effect the other, but if you're just looking for a cohesive, full-bodied bourbon, it's just missing that a little bit. I did try some of the other ones with water, and I remember trying this one with water, and, you know, it holds up. It's not great. I'm still going to prefer the this without it. Yeah, I agree. But if you're a person that likes to drink it with ice or you want to put a couple dashes of water in it, it's it's definitely going to be great still. Yeah. It's probably still going to be better than what you put in which what, what they have on the shelf at 94 proof. So,
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um finish. Finish is my favorite part of this. I gave it a 4.5. Okay. I think the finish is just absolutely fantastic. It explodes into something entirely different from what I was getting on the palette. You know, that butterscotch note that I was talking about, the darker notes that keep shining through, but still maintains everything that I really liked on the palette, just extending it. I just think it's...
0: There's just nothing wrong with it for me. Yeah, no, there isn't. How do you compare this to the Booker's finish on the 2018-4? I don't remember off the top of my head. Because you you said that was one of your favorites on that one, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good
1: question. I'd have to go back and revisit it. Yeah. At the very least, do them side by side. Yeah.
2: I'm going with the 4. 4? It's it's so good. It's so it stays there for the longest time and then it really does ex- like extenuate like and heightens the experience of what you're what you're having with with the palate. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'll give it a 4. Yeah. I don't know if that was the right word. Extenuate, but it's not a word at all. It's accentuate. Extenuate. <laughs> it extends <laughs> and
1: accentuates.
2: And accentuates. All right, fair so, enough. So
0: uh, I went with a four as well. I think the only thing I'm missing on the palate is I get more of a hug with some of the other bourbons. Not that I don't get it with this one. But then there was one thing, because I, I listened to it the other day. Guys, I have a dad entry job. I listen to these podcasts way too much. Um, I pretty much I don't. I get the Kentucky hug. The finish is there. The flavor that kind of hits the back of your palate right before the finish is good and the transition is good. You said one thing with the twenty eighteen oh four that I don't get on this, that kind of like almost dripping honey effect. Mm. I don't get that as much. Yeah,
1: I definitely don't get that mm. with
0: this. That is so crucial for me to go from that 4 to a 5 because that's just so much longer lasting and kind of has like an extra element to it that this doesn't have. So I'm going to give it a 4. Isn't that what I gave? Didn't I give the finish on the eighteen
1: oh four? a 5? I was going to
0: say you gave it a 5, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I did too. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, price, I gave it a four. I just, I, I think it's sixty to sixty-five dollars. You know, with this proof, this overall quality, it's a very solid product in the market right now. Whether or not you can find it is one thing. Mm-hmm. I think if it were readily available at that price, it would be one thing. I think that's probably what would bring me up to a five. But you know, where it's a little bit more, you know, not necessarily limited, but you know. You can't just go out and buy it like you used to be able to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I gave it a four. So I think I'm going to give it a, a four as well. Yeah? Yeah. I w- part of me wants to say like 4.5 uh, just because the quality of bourbon. I get that. The quality <laughs> of bourbon that you are getting with this mm-hmm. and at $65, like that's tough to find anywhere I else. I get it. And especially that – even though you can't just walk out and find it, you're more than likely to find it than you know some of the others. Yeah. So I think on, I'm, I'm switching to four point five.
3: Okay.
0: I gave it a four point five as well.
3: <laughs>
0: so I'm a little ashamed to admit with the C nine eighteen, I loved it so much that I picked up like a lot of it. <laughs> I um, I paid for uh, two of the bottles substantially more than $60 it's normally around. Like I paid, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't care. I paid one ninety, and I won one for a hundred and I'm happy to pay those because I know that it's worth it. Like mm. if I had to take a special release like the George T. Stag, which, um, you know, this year I found the William LaRue Weller for 105 99 after tax. That's retail. That's amazing. Yeah. That's retail. Yeah. Granted, it's very difficult to find it, but if I had to put this up against the WLW, I'd say they're up to par. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm comfortable paying that for the WLW, why won't I pay it for this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... To me, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, I'd give it a five, but and the it, only thing holding me back is knowing that I can go get a thing of T.W. Samuels for 20 Right, uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there there's some bourbon that... You know, the price is just so good for the quality you're receiving. So spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Totally. I mean, I'm always going to want it to be cheaper, but it's good at the price it's at. Sure.
1: So going down the line, Swan gave it a 16.5 out of 20. Curtis gave it a 16. I gave it a 15.5 out of 20. I seem to remember that I was in about the 14.5 range, so I could have gone up a little bit on it. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're going to find out right now, because I'm going to edit in what my actual score was from that very first episode. Blank. (laughs) And there you have it. So that's our review. Our second review, really, for Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B517. And I really think that about does it for this episode. It's been a really fun one. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. But we do still have a couple of things to do before we get out of here. And first, I have to ask you guys, what are your tips and bits for this week?
0: I went all out on tips and bits. Did you? Oh, I you spent, got multiple. It's been a whole week <laughs> cultivating said, some right, tips and bits. I actually went back and looked at my iTunes library and found out the I wanted to get 3 to 5 albums, entire albums that I listened to in the entirety a lot. So I looked at the frequency of like how much I played them. I picked four albums that I've, I apparently like played more than any other album. And they're like all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) There's no consistency (laughs) at all. Um, So at number four, I had uh, more than you think you are by matchbox 20. Really? Yep. Really liked that album. Uh at 3 I had Screaming Bloody Murder by Sum 41. Wow. Yeah. Swan with
2: the Throwbacks.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh at number 2 I had the 2007 Alive album by Daft Punk. Okay. Yeah.
1: Really. I wow. Really like that album. I'm not judging you. I'm just I never thought you were a Daft Punk guy. Oh,
0: huge. Huge. Huh. Yeah. I've got a Ram shirt somewhere at home. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one that I had, and this is probably my favorite artist, so it makes sense to me, was How to Be a Human Being by Glass Animals.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: Huge Glass Animals fan. Yeah.
1: Good band. Wow. Yeah. So, they uh, are really
0: good. All, all four of those are pretty good. Um, my fifth one was another Glass Animals album. There's only two. So. Nah, fair right. enough. Fair
2: enough. Yeah. Yeah, so my tips and bits is going to be not music, but <laughs> financial, personal finance. <laughs> been really getting into it, man. Just been awesome. We had a whole conversation about that off air last week we after did. we got done recording. I, really have, dude, I don't know why I find it so interesting, but it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, like, How far
1: we've come on this
2: podcast, going from recommending Childers Gambino... To personal to personal finance. finance. <laughs> Please get your finances in order.
0: It's funny we go from like kind of goofy, and the mics turn off, and you're like, "So how's your 401k?" <laughs> you know? yeah.
2: Please yeah. tell me you're diversifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. Are <laughs> you kidding me? Have you checked your fees? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll I won't. I'll make this short. But Grant Sabatier, he has a a book called Financial Freedom, and it talks about how he went from two dollars in his bank account. In five years, he had 1.5 million. Okay. All through investing, okay. and he and he now is retired. I get retired. on board with
1: that. I get on board. With and that. he can
2: and it's all about retiring early, kind of stuff like that. Just financial freedom in the sense of you don't have to like retire by that point. Like if you you know can increase your income and do all that, but it's just super interesting.
1: So YouTube, please don't flag us for uh, weird promotions. It's not that weird. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Um. Uh, there was a new Tatsuki Trucks Band album that came out this past week. I don't know you, if, if you guys know who they are. Uh, Derek Trucks, uh, yep. he's a guitar player. He used to run around with Eric Clapton. Um, he played with the Allman Brothers Band for a little while. He and his wife, Susan, uh, they have a band together now. Absolutely fabulous band. The, the album that just came out is unbelievable. I know that it's you know more music and everything. Play.
0: that's fine i mean the black keys Holy just crap. came out with something today yes they yeah. did and yeah. it's so good that was actually yeah. my
1: other one yeah uh, it was a high, it's low. Good. Is uh, it high low or low high i don't remember
0: i don't know and then caged elephant just came out with a new one yeah listen to them at all
1: so. there's good stuff uh music wise coming out right now mm-hmm. so yeah i think that about does it for this week though thank you all so much for listening um What's kind of been your journey this past year with bourbon? What have you learned about yourself as a bourbon drinker, as an enthusiast, you know? Let us know on social media at my bourbon pot, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But before I get to the rest of my plugs, where can people find you
2: all on social media? On Instagram, you can find me at KurtCon, on Twitter at Kurt underscore con fifteen.
0: I'm on Instagram and at the Bourbon Finder. It's pretty much the only place I'm at. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, personally, I am at
1: P.Ritter1492. Again, at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you want to follow up with the show. BourbonShop.Threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merch. Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, Five-star rating review on iTunes, please. That really does help us out. Hearing some good feedback. uh, There are six tickets left. Six for the live show next month. At the Silver Dollar in Louisville, uh, the Women of Bourbon panel. It's going to be a super fun time. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, they're only $5 a piece. And again, there's six left. So let's sell it out. Let's pack the place. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to really enjoy that show. Um, there will be a link, of course, in the description of this episode below. And then patreon.com slash podcast is where you can become a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. And that really does help us out. I, I mm-hmm. think that some people don't realize that, you know...
2: Cut that out. <laughs> you will <can> get cut out. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Even the, even the littlest bit helps so much. I mean, it's just... One of the best things you can do for us is you know, even though, you know, you're sharing and you're subscribing and, and doing all of those awesome things, you know, this is something that doesn't pay for itself. And if you appreciate what we're doing and you want to help it keep going, that's a great way to do that. So patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast is where you can do that if you're interested. Curtis and Swan. Thank you guys, as always, for being on the show. Thank you, Perry. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Happy birthday again, Swan. Thanks. I hope that you've had a good 16th.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel t- like I have to get carded now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to get
1: carded on your podcast. <laughs> That's the right year, right? year. <laughs> yeah, it's 16. Yeah, Yeah. All right. That does it for us. We will see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. I'm Swan. And this is my bourbon podcast.